Welcome to the video broadcast of Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church with pastor and teacher, Rev. Dr. Randall Kane Jr. Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church is located at 101 North Donleith Avenue in Winston-Salem. Please sit back and enjoy this message already in progress. Can we just give God a hand clap of praise? Give God a hand clap of praise. Praise God. Amen. 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 Um, beloved, today is the Sunday before the 4th of July, the day that we celebrate the ratification of the Declaration of Independence by the Second Continental Congress on July 4th, 1776. Amen. On this day, the founding father delegates of the Second Continental Congress, throwing a little history out there, declared that the 13 colonies, including our home state of North Carolina, were no longer subject or subordinate to the monarch of Britain, King George III. And we're now united, free, and independent states. Beloved, this day, this day of independence for our country is one that is mimicked by the declarations of independence that many declare as they move through various stages of life. At age 16, you can declare that you can drive a car. At age 17, you can declare that you can join the military. At age 21, you can declare that you can drink alcohol. At each age and stage of life, you can declare that you are free from the influence of others and make your own decisions regarding your life. Amen. Beloved, God gave you a free will. And God allows you to make your own decisions throughout your life at ages and stages that may or may not always line up with the law of the land. But beloved, with your free will, have you decided how free you are going to be from God? You see, beloved, when you gave your life to God through Jesus Christ as guided by the Holy Spirit, you were, believe it or not, and I encourage you to believe it, supposed to give your life to God through Jesus Christ as guided by the Holy Spirit. As such, while many may declare their independence as Christians, we are supposed to declare the fact that we are in dependence on God for every aspect of our lives, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, in our health, in our wealth, and in our relationships. Beloved, that is what we as Christians are supposed to do. But what do we as Christians do? Beloved, the title of today's message is In Dependence Day. And get it right, it was three words. What? Beloved, how much do you trust in God? Now, I, I know we're in church, but I, I trust in God for everything. What I mean is, how much of you does God have? Someone say, well, God has all of me. I mean, is there a limit to what you will do for God? Or a limit to what you will allow for God to do with you? I mean, when I do premarital counseling, I ask every couple to define their non-negotiables. There are lines of demarcation. There are things that are hard and fast, do's and don'ts, that their significant other needs to know in terms of how they're to actually undertake their upcoming nuptials, the wedding and the marriage. So I mean, do you have some non-negotiables with God? Some lines of demarcation with God? Some hard and fast do's and don'ts with God? I mean, again, how much do you trust in God? 
Beloved, while you may say that you have given everything up to God, like when we sing, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. How often have you had those life moments in your life movements where we've had to stop following Jesus and have turned back to our old way of life? Because what God was demanding of us in our life moment was just too hard in our life moment. And we cease to trust in God for the life moment and turn to ourselves or to someone else, which absolutely impacts our life moments. I say that to you to say every single decision that you make matters. Every single one. Beloved, I will offer to you that you will not know how much you trust in God until you really have to trust in God. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in your health, wealth, and relationships. Beloved, Abraham had one of those life moments as our story began in Genesis 22 and 1. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he, Abraham, said, Behold, here I am. Now, beloved, James 1 and 13 tells us, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. Now, beloved, the scripture in this sense that between the Old Testament and the New Testament contradicts itself. No. Beloved, the word used in this passage, tempt, is one translation of the Hebrew word nakah, which means to tempt, but also to prove, to try, to test. Beloved, the correct word in the sense of this passage would be to test. So, beloved, God was not tempting Abraham. God was testing Abraham. And, beloved, God will not tempt you, but God will test you. And, beloved, when God tests you, God tests you because God wants to know how much faith you have in God so that you can be revealed, so that you can be convicted so that you can repent, so that you can be reconciled, so that your faith in God will be strengthened. Amen. Beloved, Abraham was about to be tested in a way that would truly reveal the depth and breadth of his relationship with God. As we celebrate our Independence Day on the 4th of July, on this particular day, Abraham was about to have his own independence day. Beloved, in Genesis 22 and 2, Abraham's test was revealed. And he, God, said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee. Uh, beloved, God told Abraham that Isaac was his only son, although Abraham had another son, Ishmael, a son of compromise between Abraham and Hagar, his wife Sarah's handmaid, sanctioned by Sarah to give Abraham the son promised to him by God. And beloved, in God's permissive will, he allowed for Abraham to have this son of compromise, Ishmael, without neglecting the fact that he would bring a son of promise to Abraham and Sarah, with this son of promise being Abraham's son, Isaac, the son of promise and the only son who God recognized as being the son of promise. Beloved, it was this son, Isaac, Abraham's only God-sent son in the eyes of God, the son of promise, the son who Abraham loved, who God chose to use to test Abraham's faith in God, Abraham's trust in God, Abraham's dependence on God. I see some of the mothers out there. I see some of the daddies out there with their babies right now. I want you to imagine if God told you to sacrifice that child. 
You see, beloved, I, I want to ask, where has God tested you in your faith? Trust and dependence on God. Has it been in your, your loved one's health? Has it been in your, your loved one's wealth? Has it been in your, your loved one's relationship? You see, beloved, it is easy to come to church, as some sometimes do. That's easy. You see, beloved, it is easy to do church, as some sometimes do. That's, that's easy. But, beloved, it is not always easy to be church, as some sometimes try to do. Because when you try to be church, you will learn the difference between your religion, which you can claim, and your faith, which you must live. When God, the God of your religion, tests your faith to see if the God of your religion is also truly the God of your faith. And beloved, that usually happens during hard times. Because as I have frequently counseled, taught, and preached, hard times do not make you or break you. As some frequently say, no, hard times reveal you. And God was using a hard time, a hard test, to reveal Abraham. Beloved, another man who would go through a hard time, a hard test with God was Job, who lost everything and then responded by saying in Job 1 and 21, the Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away, to which he added, blessed be the name of the Lord. Beloved, blessing the name of God in the midst of tragedy is difficult. Anybody know what I mean? Beloved, blessing the name of God as you go through various struggles in life is challenging. Anybody know what I mean? Beloved, blessing the name of God when you're having to deal with something that you do not want to have to deal with is hard. Does anybody know what I mean? Beloved, Job told us how to respond, but it is hard to respond by blessing the name of God during tragedy, struggles, and difficulty during hard times. And beloved, for Job, like for many of us, he did not see the tragedy, struggles, difficulty, and hard times coming. Only if God would give me a preview of what was to come, because they say to be forewarned is to be forearmed. But God don't always tell you what's about to happen next in your health, what's about to happen next in your wealth, what's about to happen next in your relationship. God just does what God does. But he loved for Abraham. God gave him a heads up. Beloved, how would you respond if God told you again to sacrifice one of your children? Beloved, that might be too hard to even think about. So let's not think about that. Let's think about it a different way. Beloved, how would you respond if God told you to change your diet? and to truly start treating your body like it's God's temple. If God told you to change your job and to handle your money in a different way. If God told you to change how you approach your marriage and to change how you deal with your family, friends, and strangers who you might meet, beloved, what would you do if God told you all that? Beloved, would you obey? Beloved, would you try to debate with God, try to compromise with God, or try to negotiate with God? Well, God, you just don't understand. God, if you just saw it my way, you would do it a different way. Or, beloved, would you obey God? Beloved, how you respond reveals your faith in God or yourself. 
You're depending on yourself or you're depending on God. Amen. Beloved, Abraham had been depending on God for a long time. He was an old, old man at this time. And so he continued to depend on God as revealed in Genesis 22, 3 through 6. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and claved the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went into the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, something about that third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they went both of them together. We're going to have some father-son time. Beloved, by this time, <laughs> Isaac was getting a little nervous and had to say something just shown in Genesis 22 and 7. Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, Dad. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he, Isaac, said, Behold the fire and the wood, uh, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Beloved, this was a very good question because they were going to do a sacrifice. And so it deserved a response found in Genesis 22 and 8. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. Okay, Dad, that's it. Beloved, sometimes you have to have enough faith for you and for those following you. Because this seemed to be enough for Isaac as they continued on their journey in Genesis 22, 9 through 10. And they came to the place which God had told them of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Beloved, while Abraham was being obedient to God, because Abraham had been depending on God, Isaac, his son, was likely having his own moment while Abraham was having his moment. Amen. You see, beloved, Abraham had shown his son Isaac something about himself. While other men in Isaac's life may have walked with earthly authority, Isaac's father, Abraham, walked with godly authority. And beloved, trust me, there is a difference. So, beloved, in his godly authority, while some men had been inconsistent and run away, Abraham, his father, had been steady and available. So, beloved, in his godly authority, while some men had been fake and doubtful, Abraham, his father, had been faithful and responsible. So, beloved, in his godly authority, while some men had been questionable and lacked integrity, Abraham, his father, had been reliable and accountable. You see, beloved, by depending on God, Abraham had been modeling God before Isaac, such that Isaac trusted God because Isaac trusted his father with his very life. The last two Sundays we've been preaching about the power and presence of the father and the difference that makes, beloved, that makes a difference. But, beloved, that all sounds very religious. Can we keep it real for a moment? Can we keep it real? Let us keep it real in terms of how Isaac might have been feeling in this moment. When he was bound, did he struggle? You know he did. When he was laid on the altar, did he cry out? You know he did. That's why Abraham had to lead those other men way back. Way back. And when he saw his father get ready to stab him with a knife, did he think he was going to die? You know he did. 
when he looked at his father Abraham, Isaac had to be wondering what in the world and why in the world was Abraham, his father, doing this? Was he being a homicidal maniac about to kill his only son in the eyes of God, the son of promise, the son God had promised him? No. No. And beloved, this is the difference between you walking in earthly authority and godly authority. Abraham was being faithful. Just as he had always been during Isaac's life. And he was depending on God. Beloved, this was a hard time. And Abraham was being revealed, revealed in earth and revealed in heaven. Beloved, God is watching you right now. And God ain't looking at what you got on your head or on your body. God is looking at your heart right now. From heaven, God sent a ministering spirit and angel to intervene as shown in Genesis 22, 11, and 12. And the angel of the Lord called unto him Abraham out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he, Abraham, said, here am I. And he, the angel, said, lay not thine hand upon the lad. Neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God. Seeing thou hast not with Hail thy son, thy only son from me. We can sing that Jesus is all the world to me, but when hard times come, we'll find out. You see, beloved, God saw it all. God saw Abraham's faith in action. God saw Abraham pass the test. God saw that Abraham in every aspect of his life was willing to trust in God, was willing to depend on God. Beloved James, the half-brother of Jesus, remember Abraham in James chapter 2, verses 20 through 24. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Beloved, a living, working, breathing, moving, revealing faith is a faith that shows up when the hard times come to prove that we are depending on God. Is anybody depending on God and how they're trying to live their lives today? It may not be perfect, but are you at least trying to depend on God. You see, beloved, life is full of tests, real tests of your faith. When your test comes, do you believe, trust, and depend on God like Abraham to show that you believe, trust, and depend on God and on God alone? Beloved, does that belief in God, that trust in God, that dependence on God make you fearful, uneasy, doubtful, or calm, peaceful, joyful? And faithful. You see, beloved, when you let your faith in God be revealed in you and your hard times, you will find calm over that which makes you fearful. You will find peace over that which makes you uneasy. You will find joy over that which makes you doubtful. Both will coexist, but your faith will help you to depend on God. God is not looking for some spiritual supermen and superwomen. God is looking for folks just to be faithful. Just think of that's all. And when you depend on God, beloved, God will provide. 
Does anybody know that? If you know that, just, just, just give a hand clap of praise and wave your hand. If you know that God will provide. You know that God will provide. For beloved, in this moment of deliverance, it was also a time of celebration. A time for Abraham to celebrate God with his still living son, Isaac. Praise God. For Genesis 22 and 13 tells us, And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. Ain't God good. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And then the 14 says, And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. As it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Beloved, you know that you are blessed by God when you open your eyes and you see a given day. Every single one, I don't care what you've been through on your way here. I don't care what you're going to do when you leave here. But you are blessed because you opened your eyes in the land of the living. Some often say in their prayers, he woke me up this morning, clothed in my right mind with a reasonable portion of huh, good health and strength. Not too much, but just enough to keep me going. Beloved, that is good. But believe it or not, and I encourage you to believe it, God has more for you than that. Somebody say, I want more from God. More if you will have faith in God and depend on God for the angel, the ministering spirit, the servant of God spoke words of affirmation to Abraham in Genesis 22, 15 and 16. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, but because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son. Beloved, the angel was saying to Abraham, you have passed the nakah, the test of your faith. Your test was for you and you alone to reveal God if you would depend on God. Beloved, God is not going to test each and every one of us the same way. But trust me in this. God is going to test each and every one of us. Nobody's exempt. You're going to get your own exam and you're going to have to decide if you're going to follow God and let God lead you, let God guide you, and let God bring you what God brings you to. You see, beloved, it may be in your or your loved one's health where your test may come. You see, beloved, it may be in your or your loved one's wealth where your test may come. You see, beloved, it may be in your or your loved one's relationships where your test may come. No matter where the test comes, beloved, because it is going to come, beloved, it is going to be a test of your faith in God. You're going to have to depend on God to pass your test. Now hear me right. It's not for your mother. It's not for your father, it's not for your sister or your brother, it's not for your son or your daughter, it's not for your husband or for your wife, it is not for your children or your friends. Beloved, your test is your test, created by God, just for you to reveal whether you will depend on God or not. And beloved, when you pass your test, which you can and I pray that you will, God has some blessings for you. Somebody say, God bless me. And bless me some more. Now, I didn't say more. I said bless me some more. Amen. For Abraham, the blessing came in Genesis 22, 17, and 18. A five-fold blessing. That in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth 
be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. Beloved, the first four blessings are kind of easy to see. First, there was a blessing in knowing that a blessing was coming. That was a blessing. Second, there was a blessing in the multiplication of Abraham's seed, and therefore Isaac's seed, a generational blessing. That's a blessing. Third, there was a blessing in Abraham's seed being victorious over their enemies. That was a blessing. Fourth, there was a blessing in Abraham's seed being the reason for all nations of the earth being blessed. That was a blessing. Beloved, these were the easy to see blessings. But somebody say, let's go deeper. I didn't hear y'all right. Maybe I should stop here. I said, somebody say, let's go deeper. Okay, now I will. You see, beloved, the fifth blessing, less visible blessing, was the blessing of being able to hear, listen to, believe, trust, obey, and depend on God, which was the catalyst and the cause for the other four blessings to come to pass. If he hadn't gotten that blessing, nothing else would have happened. Beloved, it all came to pass because Abraham completely depended on God. Beloved, what have you forfeited? Because you would not, do not, and will not do the same. Beloved, what might you gain in your health, in your wealth, and in your relationships if you would do the same? You see, beloved, independence is a myth. God created us for partnership and connection, first with God and then, beloved, with others. Your greatest blessings will never come without God, only with God. Not being apart from God, but by being an intentional relationship with God. Not being independent of God, but by being independent on God. Beloved, part of the focus of Independence Day the 4th of July was religious freedom. The ability to choose who, what, when, where, and how we would worship. Among the writers of the Declaration of Independence were God-fearing Christians, but also God-acknowledging deists, but also God-ignoring atheists. Beloved, on Independence Day, the options were made clear that you could ignore God, acknowledge God, or fear God. And beloved, the same option still exists today. Beloved, as Christians, we find our faith tells us to fear God, to obey God, to love God, and to praise God from whom all blessings flow. So on this Sunday, on July 2nd, two days before the 4th of July, Independence Day, I declare independently that as Christians, we like Abraham, the father of our faith must celebrate independence, must not celebrate, let me get that right, must not celebrate independence from God. But because we are so blessed to know the truth, to understand who we are and whose we are, we must be thankful for dependence on God, on the one true God. Amen. 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 Amen.
Thank you for tuning in to the radio broadcast of Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church with pastor and teacher, Rev. Dr. Randall Kane Jr. It is our prayer that this message inspires you to further your walk with Christ. For more information about Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church, go to our website, zmmbc.net, or call 336-725-7390. We live stream our services on our Facebook page. Just search for Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church page. Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church is located at 101 North Dunleith Avenue in Winston-Salem. Be blessed and continue to further your walk with Christ.